to the Out of the Sound podcast. I'm Toby. And I'm Larry. And we're very excited to have you listening to us today. We are recording from our couch. I have to come first. We were both sitting on our couch in the living room. And we are like, oh crap, we have to record the show. And so we grabbed the, the mic. We grabbed headphones, a computer, and yeah. Yeah, we're on our couch. I don't think I I knew how this would happen, but somehow I guess Toby made it work. So here we are. Are you happy to be here? Yeah, I am. I'm a bit sleepy. Huh. <laughs> it's been a long week, day, but yeah, but now I'm good. I said I'm a bit sleepy because it's night here, so yeah. Well, please don't sleep off as we... No, I won't. Just... We have this conversation. How was your week? My week was good. It was very busy as usual. I I have lo- I had a lot of thinking to do because of the task I had to complete this week. I made progress, which is good. I'm still making progress because it's not like a one day or like a week long task. Like it's going to be take me a few weeks to write it. So anything that has to do with writing is not always my preferred option. It takes a lot from me. But yeah, so that's been my week. And then yours. But you you like writing. Persona. I don't know if I say I, would. I like writing. <laughs> I found myself doing it and I'm getting better. But when I have to like, I guess, yeah, I had to learn not to think like I was talking to myself or talking to someone. So yeah, I think writing was just like, oh, I'm just talking and then you write and you realize, you realize that, okay, this doesn't sound well. So when you have to like think of the whole storytelling, how to put everything together, that's captivating, yeah. I think it can be a bit tasking on that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, writing is 80% thinking, 20% actually writing. So, you know, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, like, rumination that goes into it. A lot of thinking, lots of consideration. And, yeah, I know that can be... Sometimes that can be can be a lot, a lot of research and all of that stuff. Yeah, a lot of research actually, because what I'm working on is taking a lot of research because I just don't want to write anything. So yeah, that's also. Oh, uh, I'm rooting for you as you get closer to the end of that project. Of course, I know what the project is, so I know it's going to reap good things. So, cheering you on. My week was, I actually knew it was Friday until the end of Friday. I was like, oh, yeah, it's actually the weekend. That's how my week was. Uh, That's I, a I, good I, thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not actually a good thing. It's not. We had a public holiday this Monday, this, like the past Monday, right? Yeah. I have totally forgot the right public holiday. Oh, that makes sense. It feels like the public holiday was two weeks ago. But it was actually just this week. So that's how crazy the week was for me. It was just a lot of back-to-back having to 
juggle a few things all week long. So get into today, get into Friday. I'm grateful to have some time to rest and to be able to record this podcast. Today, the thing that we're going to talk about is something that I feel like is very well-timed. And I don't know if our producer knew what's going on with us or knew like some of the things we're working on and that she suggested this this topic. But we want to talk about finding your voice, essentially. And I think it's well-timed because, yeah, this is a season of our lives where... I don't want to say we are finding our voice, voices as, as specifically, but I think it's more like amplifying our voices, like trying to do more and be more impactful in the different things that we are doing. Um, but, but what what comes to mind for you, though, when you think of finding your voice? The phrasing. Actually, I think I'll throw it back to you first. Because I'll think of it as like putting yourself out there. I don't know if that's the, if that's the, I don't think there's right or wrong, right? Yeah. Sorry, I don't think there's right or wrong, but I, I see it as putting yourself out there. Or could it be like having a niche for yourself? I mean, yeah, I think it could be that. It's interesting because, yeah, you're right. We probably see different things. Yeah. It, some of it is, is that putting yourself out there in figuring out like what niche you belong to. But I think I was personally I was thinking about it like it's it's understanding yourself. It's having better self awareness to know which will help you like portray yourself in a better light, help you express yourself in a better way. That that's what comes to mind for me more. Obviously, you know, it's the whole idea of finding your voice. When you think of voice, it feels like it's, it's something that you do externally. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's more already a, it's, it's an expression. But the expression comes from within. It comes from a place of self-awareness. Okay, I can, yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. So I guess it could mean both. Yeah, it would mean different things to different people. Yeah. I think when people think of it as like becoming a better speaker or becoming a public speaker, you know, being able to communicate effectively to a group. And I actually believe that communication is the most important skill anyone can, can have or develop. Like, I think there are four skills that are essential for anyone in a professional setting to have or anyone who is be developing a career. I think everyone needs to know how to write to a certain level. Whether it's professional writing or creative writing, there's a certain le- level of writing that you need to be able to do and do well. I think everyone needs to know how to be needs to understand the fundamentals of marketing. I think it's important to understand the fundamentals of marketing just to know how to create some awareness about what you're doing or about yourself. I think everyone needs to know the basics of the basic sales techniques, just to understand what prompts to use to convince people of an idea. 
but the most important one is the fourth one, which to me is communication or speaking. And you know, I think if 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 we're able to communicate effectively, automatically we sound a lot smarter. You know, even if people are saying trash, as long as they say it now in in an eloquent way, they just automatically sound smarter. Um, and people are more likely to listen to what they have to say. So so I guess in some sense, you know, that could be finding your voice to just, you know, you, you being able to com- communicate effectively and express your idea as well. Could be also a way to define finding your voice, right? I think, it, yeah, it, it's not one thing. Yeah. It would take different, yeah, it would take different things to actually... And I don't think it's a one-day thing. It's also a process. It would be a journey to be like, oh, yeah, I tried this. I did this. I did that. Then I, until I got to a point where I felt like this was actually my space and this is actually what felt natural to me. Yeah. Yeah, because the... Like what you're saying goes back to what I said earlier too about self-awareness. Because I also think, I feel like refining your voice, it doesn't necessarily have to be a thing where, you know, you are figuring out who you are, per se. I think it can also be you just having a better understanding of of where you're going or having a better understanding of what the situation around you is and having a better understanding of how to express yourself in that moment. So I think you can... I think finding your voice is not solely about discovering yourself it it can also be about finding a little bit more detail about yourself and expressing that detail in a unique way right yeah yeah i mean i think we, we i think we can talk about like the different ways that uh, where we are on that spectrum of finding your finding our voice because uh, you know, there's probably a phase of where you don't even know you have a voice, and then that probably goes. You, you can someone can go from that stage to the stage where you start realizing that you have a voice, and you realize that you have a way of expression, and then there's probably a place of having the right language, the right approach, um, but. For you, would you say you found your voice in, say, fashion, for example? I, I mean, I, I would say I'm still finding my voice. Like, I know that this is what I want to do, but I think I'm still finding and discovering, like, yeah, I'm still finding and getting to that place where, to that point where when you see anything, even without me being there, you'll be like, that's Larry. I think that's kind of like something I want. So I would say I'm still finding. I don't think I've fully gotten there or fully like, oh yeah, I found it. No, I think I'm still in that process. And it's, yeah, it started from one thing and then it's, changing it's like it kept it keeps growing and the definition keeps coming more and more as i'm putting myself in like i'm throwing myself more into this space 
and doing the work that I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, you you believe that it's it's still something that you're figuring out. It's just something that you're discovering. Your voice. Yeah, I think so because I remember, like, I think we marketing is actually not easy. <laughs> I don't know. You should tell all the company that lead of the marketing teams. Yeah, marketing. Them that. Yeah, marketing is actually not easy. I don't know if it's just me. I mean, everyone can. Like, you know, leave comments and let us know what you think. But I don't think marketing is actually easy. And why is that is because I remember the first class that I joined when I knew, okay, I wanted to do fashion. I wanted to do something in fashion. You know, the first class I joined, part of the conversation was, oh, find your voice. What do, When you sleep, what is that problem you're thinking about? When you wake up, what is that problem that is in your head? That's how you phrase all of these things. You know, when you wake up, what's that one thing that you can't get off your mind? What's that thing you want to follow? That niche, you know, what what problem are you trying to solve? All of those. So, but I got so I felt like I was just in an an information overloaded zone, and I was just so confused and thrown into different spaces. Like, oh wow, I need to like before I start this thing or before I make it known that I'm starting this thing, I need to have all the answers. So I think because of that overload of information. I was overwhelmed huh. and it just, it was too much. But when I just, you know what, I just took a step back. It's funny how at some point I was just posting random things like lifestyle. I was overthinking. I was posting lifestyle, you know, I, my clothes that I have, I would just go out, take pictures randomly and just trying to put like, just more of like, you know what, let me just start consistently putting something just to get myself out of my comfort zone. And then when I started doing that, and I started getting more and more into the fact that I actually know now what I want to do fashion. And then it was like, okay, I want to do fashion. And let me just change my website and start writing blogs on fashion and then start writing my newsletter. And then that's what I was doing. And then as I started doing that more and more, I'm like, you know what? I actually think I want to do fashion styling. And then that's how fashion styling came. And I said, thinking about, okay, you know, what services can I offer? What can I do? You know, let me just come up with something rough and let me try and get a portfolio. I did a bit here, styling here and there. And it was just until recently that I'll say I'm able to even tell you, oh, I know the problem that I'm solving or I know what I actually want to go in and do. And so I think it's been a step for me. Yeah. And I'm still finding. And then as I now, I'm maybe I've found to an extent. And as I'm pushing more now in a very different way and in, and intentionally we know okay, it's what I'm going after. Like even what I said I was doing this week, like the contents, you know, what I'm working on is because I'm in a better place to know what I actually am going for. So by the time I do that, I think it's just going to be me growing and it will just be me growing the space of, okay, this is actually my voice. This is who Larry is, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like for you, It's a continuous process. Yeah. So yeah. How, how do you know when you've gotten to the place where, okay, you know this is your voice, you know this is um, your your way of expression? And it also sounds like, you know, you're relating that process of finding your voice, you're relating it to the process of establishing your business. Am I correct to think that? 
I, I, yeah, maybe establishing what I'm doing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. yeah. So, it, so is it tied to your business or is it tied to you as a person, your the brand that you're developing for yourself or that you're trying to grow? Is it so? Is it connected to the business of to you find the the idea of finding your voice, which is connected to? I think it's connected to me. The yeah. business is just an extension. Okay. Of like what I believe I'm doing right or what I believe I'm called to do. So like it's more to me just knowing the things that, as you said, self-awareness, right? Just be more and more aware of the things that actually keep Larry going or like when you start when you start those conversations, you know that's, that's where you really get Larry in the mood or you're actually just speaking my language. I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but something like that, like just... Yeah, I think yeah. So it's an extension of it's so a business side is an extension of me. Yeah, you know, but it's more of me, like just being aware of yeah the things that I I believe that I'm I'm called for like purpose. If that makes sense. So, so basically, it's it's getting to a point where you know that okay, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. And and yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, I feel like the, you know, with fashion styling, the, the way you're doing it, right? I think it's it's a question of, of really just knowing what people, like what what people's true pain points are, and knowing how to address them. I think that can help you narrow it down to the different ways that you can help people, help you get closer to understanding what your purpose is. Help you get closer to, you know, really establishing establishing yourself in that field. So it's just a matter of getting that first building the audience over time. Yeah, because you know, yeah, because as much as you know, we do. There's this thing that it's very interesting that in the marketing world they expect you to do that, but when they tell you create a persona, so that, oh, that, yeah, yeah, like imagine who you're, you know, imagine who are going to work with imagine all of that thing so when you tell me to do that there's no way i'll 100% get it yeah. when i don't know who i'm going to be right so yeah so even though i feel like oh yeah let's say i feel like oh this is what i'm meant to do yeah i might feel like this is what i'm meant to do but when it's actually when you start meeting those people you know and you're doing it more and more then you can keep defining and you keep being aware of okay this is actually what my capacity is this is actually what my capacity isn't you know you and then more and more i'll probably get to a place where it's even more defined than maybe for yeah for someone who is just still fairly yeah yeah no i i agree with you i agree with you i, I think for me my own aspect is more like when it comes to writing, mm-hmm. finding your voice is writing. And I can, I guess, relate the idea of finding your voice in writing to the different writing styles that someone might, you know, explore when growing their craft, when growing their writing. When I remember like maybe 13 years ago or so, I had a blog on. WordPress. So I had to 
post every now and then and there was a point where most of my posts were poems I was writing poems and I was putting it on there and to me the poems made a lot of sense they were they were like you know crafty and creative you know they had like phrasing that you know most people may not be used to but when you read it you're like oh yeah they really like this the way this sounds or something but that wasn't me I'm not a poet but I could put together like a crafty poem but that was not my voice that was not my true way put true and preferred way of expressing the ideas I had and so when I turned to prose like to like writing you know longer form it's kind of writing I started realizing that that's more where I was interested in and it wasn't just any kind of prose it wasn't just any kind of fiction it was psychological thrillers it was more like things that got me to think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a thinker. I think that's a personality. That's not, not a personality. That's a style. It might be first style of communication. I'm a, I'm a thinker. So I like to think first and process things before responding. So psychological, psychological triggers allow me to do that. They allow me to really think about the way I structure a book, the way I structure characters, the way I and I shouldn't just say book, just anything that's that's fiction, anything that is a creative storytelling, you know. So yeah, so it just made me really consider how I go about, you know, that that kind of writing and that writing style. And it's something I tried to learn over the years. So so for me finding my voice was really narrowing down I guess it goes back to what you said earlier about niche, but it kind of helped me narrow down what aspect of writing I was most interested in and I think the moment I was able to understand that and start writing that way I think my writing got better generally and I think people gravitated better to it because I was just being myself in the way I was writing I was not really embellishing the writing in anything too fancy but but it was me it was it was authentic it was my voice it was it was my way of expressing myself and so I think, you know, again, finding your voice is all of these things in once. It's a process, it's a continual journey to like figuring out the best way to express yourself. Right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's a one day because the truth about it is that who we are now tomorrow will be different. Yeah. Tomo- like yeah, who we are sorry, today is going to be different tomorrow and will probably be in a way better place than we are. You're writing. I remember I've actually seen some of those poems you're talking about. <laughs> They're probably still on, online. Yeah. If I Google them, you if you go to tobinuniversity.wordpress.com, you probably find some of those old things. Yeah, you even wrote one for me. You should write another poem for me, please. I wrote one for you? I think you wrote one for me. Please, you should write another one for me. Oh. Like Wait. a mod, like a, really? an upgraded version. I thought version. I thought you writing... This like years, years ago. I mean, we've been together for a while. I mean, so you're trying to shoot your shot, so you have to go the extra mile to... Oh, okay. I, I just typed in to be dot wordpress.com. I think I 
I made it private, so unfortunately it's not there anymore. But if you want to see it, leave a leave a, a rating and in your review mention the say you want to see the, the WordPress and I will share the details with you so you can actually see it. So go ahead. Yeah, and I was saying you're trying to shoot your shot, so you had to do what what it it took you what you needed to do. So that one of it was right in it. <laughs> it was cute. I mean, we're here that's now, so I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. That's what matters. Whether yeah. the time was crappy or not. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, I think it's time to write a new one for me. Just, okay? I think my um, vows, I think that was like one of my best it does what you piece want. of writing. I was the one that, like the vows, meant I should be the one writing the vow. You should be what? Writing the vows. I'm pretty sure the vow was solid. Like that was that was a well-written piece. Writing should elicit an action. It should provoke someone to move. Uh, uh, what did you move me to? Or to react. <laughs> and I didn't cry. I'm pretty sure what I wrote down as our vows was a big factor in the marriage ceremony going on. Same, likewise for you. Like whatever you would was impactful. So I made him cry, guys. Cry? I'm joking. I mean, okay, this is off topic, but <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why people cry on their wedding. I'm not exactly. I'm not actually sure what the, that emotion is supposed to be. You is never it an know what you've got. emotion of like, of I'm so excited that I'm here. I can't even believe it, and then. Because even when I think about that, that's not a crying emotion. That is more of like excitement. That is like, it, 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 that doesn't sound like tears of joy. People cry for different reasons to me. Um, Some people cry because you don't know what they're, you don't know what their story, you know. Right. So you've come from something. And you don't so know what they've come from. And it's yeah. And then maybe they can't, they can't even believe it. They can't believe it that they... I also wonder is it that you're, you're missing yeah you're, you're, you're crying because you're giving up something giving up what I don't know like single old. I don't know anybody that actually cried on their wedding day so please in case I, I don't think any of my friends are like that none of my friends are people that are going to cry on their wedding day you don't know that yeah. <laughs> cry on their wedding day or cry on their proposal but, but, but no I think you're right I think you're right that what that like you know they some people might have gone through yeah, um, some people, challenges before the wedding. Yeah, some people are very emotional. And I've come to realize I love some people can be very affectionate. Like when they hold like with their, like with their and their partners are like very affectionate. They wear like their hats on their sleeves. Like they show so much love to each other. So like, the whole idea of getting married, like, oh my gosh, my best friend, love of my life. The whole feeling just makes it like there could never be a, more, like, a perfect day like this. She looks so beautiful. I don't know. You should be the one saying these things. Like, imagine how she was walking down the aisle. And wow, I couldn't believe how much God blessed me. I think the problem sounds is like that. Sounds like excitement. It's <laughs> like jubilation. I'm not thinking of crying. I think the problem is that you watch a lot of psychological thrillers, so romantic things. I don't know how much they sit well with you. 
no, no, no. Romance is romance. Now, romance is like it's it's cool, but I don't feel like romance equals to tears. I feel like romance equals to excitement, or you know, or like emotional connections, or other things. But like, it's it's not exciting. It's not like it should be exciting as opposed to. I feel like what people consider romance. I don't know if you buy that, so I don't know if you're the best person. What do people consider romance? That's that's another uh, consider as romance rather. Like flowers? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure there are different things. To me, flowers is, is a waste of... Um, Candlelight dinner. If it's a real, if a real plant, You're not the one collecting waste. the flower, but okay. That's, like, it's the person that's collecting the flower that's... Even if you don't like it, and I like it, buy it for me. If it's real plant, or like if it's actually a real flower that you're using, I feel like that's not good for the environment. Nobody, I think, I wouldn't ask you whether it's good or not. No, but we know it's not good for the environment. So Are you trying if, to if do sustainability to your, your relationship? I wonder if it's chocolate, I wonder if we care about, you know, the the prospects of, or the possibility of diabetes. That's not your concept. Like, like XX, um, too much sugar. So what is romance to you? I don't know how we became romance in this. Romance is, no, some things are romantic, some things to me are fluffy romance. Like, romance is like, Traveling to a nice place, spending time together, a beautiful dinner. You know, it's like going on a walk in nature. Um, I should say, doing things that are really nice. I mean, everybody has their own, like, what do you call those things? The way they receive love. What's it called, those things? Again, <laughs> there's a guy that wrote the book, Love Language. For someone that is married. Yeah. <laughs> A guy with the book Love Language and everybody believes they have a love language now. So, everyone has a different love languages, right? So, whatever way people like to receive love is it act of service. So there are things you can do, acts of service, like gifts. There are things you can do that are within those lines. But there are some that are just to me, it doesn't mean anything most times, half of the time. Like, to me, a flower it doesn't mean much. And I just, I tend to wonder where we got that notion from, you know. Again, maybe something I need to look into. Where sometimes it feels like it's media-driven. Sometimes it feels like because we've seen it on TV, and then it, that looks like the standard. But I feel like there are other things that we could do to express romance and still speak in someone's love language, right? That would be nice. Yeah, I guess that's also a good way to find your voice. These things is no one. <laughs> The voice, See what the I voice did there? The, the romantic voice. The romantic voice. <laughs> yeah. So, there's so many ways to find your voice. That's something that you find because you have to keep trying different things. Actually, you know, or your par- your spouse, you know, your husband or your wife likes, or you're good at. So, yeah. There's so, many. so, so what stops people from finding their voice generally, What's, not just in romance? What stops people? Yeah, from actually finding their voice. I think fear. Like, fear is actually, I don't say fear is underrated, but the idea of fear is actually, is actually very big. It's even bigger than we realize. Like, when fear is the root of an issue, it's actually very deep because you can start as fear and then it moves to 
what will people think about me? You know, the fact that you're thinking about what will people think about me is fear. You know, how would I be perceived? And then, what if I make a mistake? Fear. Also, in this day and age where you say something and then they cancel you. You know, you say something, let's say for example, and I, and I, I can even relate to this one, right? Because this is where someone is even mindful these days to say something because I've seen people whereby they will say something in 20, in 2009 and then it, at the point where they just become something, they just announce that, let me, this is a random example. They just announced that Vogue has invited them for Grammys. Somebody will go on the internet and find something they said in 2009. And, is that not the devil? It's like you're describing what happened to Kevin Hart. <laughs> what happened to Kevin Hart? He was able to host <laughs> an hour show and then something that he had tweeted maybe almost a decade ago <sighs> came out. Yeah, but like even, so like, yeah, that one, I know well, it's, his own was random. It had nothing to do with his work, right? Yeah. Or maybe, it, no, it had nothing to do with his work. But I'm just saying that, let's say I tweeted, or oh, yeah, mostly Twitter people are even the ones that are crazy this way, right? But, but yeah, but let's say I tweeted about how in fashion, oh, please, uh, you have to dress like this, you have to dress like that, show your curves, show your figures, show your this, you know, your hips, all of that. Let's say I, put, I tweet that now. And then five years down the line, I'm tweeting, yes, as much as, you know, you're trying to dress nice, you're trying to dress good, remember that, you know, um, I'm a Christian, right? Remember as a child of God. Yeah, remember as a child of God, we're not vain, we're not trying to live our lives by clothes and everything. Someone else will say, your your message is not correlating. And there's no grace to show people that, oh, maybe they've actually evolved or maybe they've actually changed. So I think it's even hard these days for people to, like, so there's that fear of, let me just wait until I have the right thing to say or I actually know what I'm meant to say then I'll actually say or I actually know how I want to come out and actually know what point I want to before before I actually come out. So there's that fear of let me wait because you're scared. I remember there's a, there's a lady on Instagram. I don't follow her, but I came across something she shared once. I was talking about when she first, so she's an influencer, when she first started influencing, she had only one shoe. Like, her boots she could she had only one shoe yeah. and she was like at that point when she was um she supposed like during the winter almost everything she was posting about like a dress she wear that shoe the boots it was a very stylish boots she wear these boots and then she would take her pictures you know try and angle everything well so it's nice and that one random day someone came and commented and I was like someone should please get this lady out of here is, is it, uh, she needs more shoes or is it only one shoe you have? And then the person, and then they even made her feel like as an influencer, she's very boring because she was, she's a bit, she, I think she's more on the quiet side. So she's not someone that will constantly let it come on her story and have something to say. She's a bit laid back. So they made her feel like she's boring and uh, what fashion is she doing when it's only one shoe she has? So at that point, if truly I'm finding myself, I'm finding my voice. I'm just trying to create when I'm trying to find, okay, what area of fashion do I think I'm called to? Am I called to butt and thrifting? Am I called to like high end luxury? You know, because these are all things, you know, am I just called to like, oh, simple day to day or events working people? So you're trying to navigate all of this. What 
am I really interested in? And someone says that to you. That's actually very sad, right? And so I think it's when she announced um, maybe two years ago a deal she had gotten and that's one of the biggest deals she got. Someone now told her, can you remember when someone was laughing at you for having only one shoe? And she was like, yeah, look at God. But I'm saying that so all these things, fear and worry and shows how like it's it, it actually can stop someone from finding a voice because you want to come out looking perfect. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, so you want to come out looking perfect. Yeah. So people so people get scared. People want to have everything, but I'm learning that you wouldn't have everything because I don't like myself. When I first started my when I first started blogging, I won't lie, I think at some point I struggled with and that's another that's a whole conversation for another day. Yeah. But I struggled with that whole idea of or maybe because I'm a I'm a Christian, I have to talk about God in everything I'm doing. So I went and I like I used to share. Oh, I have to represent God, or I have to talk about God. You know, evangelizing we have to win. So I I used to write blogs around that. You know, cause I didn't even know what I wanted to do per se. I didn't know how to stand. I'm like, okay, first of all, you know, as a child of God, maybe I should share faith things because. I, sh- I want to represent God well. So I, I fell for that. So I was, tr- I struggled with that a bit. Although I enjoyed it, like I said, creating like a magazine type thing where I would write about fashion, write about faith, encourage, pick stories from the Bible. I actually write. And that's how I started. So you see, so when I started that way, you know, as I started, I can't get more clarity. And yes, I will still talk about God. Like that's my life. Everything around my life revolves around that. But I have, I know that I actually want to do fashion more now. And so the whole idea of the magazine was even a lot of work. So if I want to do fashion more, I'm doing to fashion styling. I can I have to like pivot to maybe make sure that the content that I'm sharing is towards that. So if I'm still doing the magazine, I have to make sure I have capacity. So I've put that on pause. But someone can look at me and be like, you are confused, right? But it's just finding, oh, I think I'm saying so much, but I hope it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what I'm getting boils on to like fear, fear of like starting, fear of like trying things out, fear of change, you know, as I'm trying things out, without to, you know, take one step you probably would miss that step or it probably won't be exactly what you're looking for and they have to pivot to try something else. And uh, Sometimes people are af- afraid of that because they're scared of what people say if I'm having to change my mind, what people say if I'm having to go a different route after like trying one thing. And so yeah, I think you're right. Fear is a big deal. Fear is a big reason people do not uh, dig deep enough to find their voice or do not express themselves. My favorite Bible passage is Second Timothy one seven. I actually read that. I, I I hope I'm correct. Like I I know it's the funny passage. funny how you said your favorite Bible passage. You're looking at me like am I? Yeah, I think it's Second. No, I think I'm correct. Second Timothy one seven. Tumba, but you have this tattooed on your hand. No, I have it tattooed on my hand. I don't have the the vest tattooed. I don't have oh. like the the exact like the part of the Bible. I just have the the part of the saying in my mind. No, I'm correct. It's Second Timothy one verse seven. I'm very sure. Uh, but 
essentially all he says is that we shouldn't have fear and we haven't made to to have fear but instead we have power we have love and we have sound mind and that's what we do that was that those are the things that should guide us so so i think fear is something that creeps in a lot when we are trying to move forward when we're trying to like do something that is obviously challenging but is in our best interest and that's exactly what finding your voice is you know finding your voice is something that is challenging but is in our best interest and fear creeps in and i think that particular fear of what people will say how people with how people would you know perceive something you're doing i feel like it's 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 such a crippling thing that it's, it's such a crippling thing but it also sort of pointless kind of fear because the reality is that people will talk about you regardless of what you do whether it's good or bad true but also at the same time people may not actually talk about you and you're just overthinking it people are probably not paying that much attention to you you know i just imagining that they are because everyone is probably too overwhelmed with their lives in the moment to even notice that you are doing something until maybe after the fact so what so why not just do it regardless so see i agree fear is a big deal i think some people that they haven't maybe figured out what they're passionate about or yeah yeah passion or maybe not just passion but also just what they want to do generally in life and and for those kind of people it's, it might be difficult for them to know exactly what their voice is or how to find their voice because they haven't really figured out the next steps in their life and i think that's okay i think it's okay for you not to know what you want to do the rest of your life i think it's okay for you to be in the moment and just enjoy the moment that you have right while trying to figure things out i think it's okay to just put yourself in situations where you can get to learn and figure out things and discover yourself a bit more because to be honest all of those things those are the right ingredients for you know what i was saying earlier about self-awareness those are the right things that you need to be doing to get a better understanding of yourself and so you know over time you can you can begin to you can embark on that journey of finding yourself finding your voice rather so yeah no, so there are people that definitely don't know what they're passionate about and i think that can feel like an entrance to the process of finding your voice but in fact i think it's 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 it could be a starting point to get to get to a place of finding your voice and yeah and i think the most important thing in all that i'm saying right is finding your voice is something that is a continuous process something that we should embrace it's something that we should allow ourselves go through the motions of because 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 for me for example right like i think that you know i took i spoke about writing style earlier but even just the kind of writing i'm doing right it's something that you know has changed in different ways over the years right you know i've come from poems writing yeah poems was what i mentioned earlier but also just writing a lot of articles as a journalist to writing business plans i wrote business plans point to writing 
marketing materials for tech companies to straighten, which I'm doing a lot of right now, which I've been doing for the past seven years or so. But it's 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 just a stage, just several stages of figuring out what writing, what kind of writing I enjoy and how I like to express my gift and, and myself, right? So it's a continuous process. It's a continuous process for sure. And I think we need to embrace that process. The important thing is for us to understand that every one of us have a voice and every one of us should feel and should want to express that voice. Yeah. Yeah, well, like well said. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope that you've gotten something that would at least push you in the right direction of finding your voice. Please, if you enjoyed this episode, please please share, leave a rating, like, and we hope you have a good week. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Take care. Bye.